joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hi, everyone. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I have such a great show in store for you. I want you to find a place to sit, get something to write with, piece of paper, your favorite beverage, coffee, tea, water, whatever that may be, and a place where you kind of won't be undisturbed because this is a show that you're going to want to take lots of notes and pay lots of attention to. And the reason being is I have a guest on the show that is going to bestow wisdom upon us with the way we think in how we're going to be enthralled with quantum thinking when she's done with us that's going to completely change our lives from this moment forward from you listening to this show your life is not going to be the same as it was before because the guest is just like I said phenomenal and she's going to share some wisdom with us that's going to rock our world but change our lives for the better so stay tuned get comfortable I want to thank today's sponsors of the show, Blissful Living for You, at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U, dot com. They have wonderful things with regards to helping you accelerate your wellness, wisdom, and wealth, connecting that all synergistically and um, holistically so that you have the most successful, positive outcomes in all of those areas that you've ever dreamed about. And um, they have wonderful programs that can help you with um, – you know, tackling some of the challenges in life when it comes to being successful, managing your weight, uh, maybe detoxification, or really just minding your money and making sure what you make grows and builds and that you don't lose it. So check out Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U, dot com. The next guest I want you to check out is a sponsor, All Day Cable, Inc., at alldaycableinc.com. They are a telecommunications installation company that's been located in the Silicon Valley for 30 years. They specialize in installation of voice, data, fiber optic, wireless access points, uh, routers, modems, audio, video, uh, and uh, security camera equipment. And they make sure that their connections are done right the first time so that every time you pick up to do whatever you need to do telecommunicatively, you are able to make that connection with your customer on the end. end. So if you have needs or know someone that has needs for a great telecommunications network distribution company, um, I highly recommend All Day Cable, Inc. at alldaycableinmikenancyc.com. Okay, so let me tell you about today's guest. Now, today's guest, her name is Diane Collins, and this is a quote. When you master your mind, you can master your life. Hang on to that while I tell you more about the phenomenal Diane Collins. Now, she is a highly acclaimed leader of the new conscious and popular um, Media personality is an original thinker and considered one of the most important thought leaders of our time. Diane is the creator of 
quantum think, the groundbreaking new system of thinking offering us a methodology, 21 specific advanced thinking principles where Diane blends scientific insight and spiritual knowledge into practical modern wisdom to create real solutions for our modern lives from inner serenity to relationships, business results, and global affairs. Quantum Think entertains an enlightened, awakening awareness and expanding the way we think. Now, Diane is an eight-time award-winning author of bestseller, Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World, considered a must-read for our changing times, and I highly agree with that. She's been interviewed on more than 500 radio and TV shows, is a featured blogger on the Huffington Post, a recipient of the Top 20 Conscious Entrepreneur Award, her wide range from, of experience from receiving the teachings of enlightened masters to partying with the rock stars gives her a big picture view and a unique connection with people of all ages, cultures, and perspectives. Now, Diane works with people to master their innate genius using the physics of mind, what she calls the five natural faculties of the mind, intent, intuition, subtle energy, resonance, and meditation. She combines her powerful intuitive faculty, awareness of energy energy cycles, knowledge of universal principles and spiritual laws, and mastery of quantum principles made practical with the intent that we live in an awakened, peaceful state as a way of life in the fullest expression of our purpose and our greatness. And with that, I want to welcome Diane Collins to the show. Hi, Diane. How Hello, are you? Rochelle. It's, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm so thrilled to be with your listeners, all of us who, as, not aspire, all of us who are walking the wisdom of blissful living. I love <laughs> the show. You know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but... Um, we just, Alan Collins, my partner in all things in life, and my husband of 30 years, oh my goodness, Ooh, I'm giving away my age now, uh, just celebrated recently. And the reason I brought it up is because I like entertainment and I like, you know, to use the power of intent. I created the intent for our wedding called, you know, it's a little bit, you you know, common, but wedded bliss. Oh. And so everything, that was what my whole intent was, that everyone should have the experience of bliss at our wedding. So we are right in the same wavelength. Hmm. That's, that's a whole nother show because I can think of interesting things with regards to bliss. That's beautiful, though. I love that, creating the intent. That's, you know what, that is actually really powerful. And I do want to just jump in because I want to have the listeners experience as much of you as, we can pos- as I can possibly extrapolate because I know that when I read Quantum Think, New Thinking That Will Rock Your World, I was, I was so enthralled I couldn't put the book 
I couldn't put the book down. And um, that's been quite a while ago. So the funny thing is, it's my go-to book. It's I have several books that I have in my little, it's, I don't know, my little personal book box, I guess. And, you know, I read something from each one of them every day or a couple of different ones. But your book is in that box because when I read it, I couldn't put it down. And it helped me so profoundly to to understand things, um, you know, like the least action pathways and why those occur and, you know, what really was quantum thinking all about. I had been diving and reading about stuff earlier before I came, you know, came to you or we came to each other, I should say. But um, it, it was, it was, it was just amazing. So I love the book. It's my go-to book. I travel with it. I've, I've written in it. I've gotten all the, in the margins of wherever I could write. I've written stuff that's popped out at me. And I, every time I read it, something else pops out. I've got it highlighted. Oh, girls, you should see my book. Like <laughs> I love college, it. It looks like a college textbook. I'm studying for, you know, my chemistry. <laughs> well, I'm so thrilled to hear you say that, Rochelle. And you know what? That That's the way it's supposed to be used. And you said something very, well, I call it, actually, I wrote that in the beginning. It's actually, the the title is Do You Quantum Thing? Do You Quantum Thing? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, you Just to engage, you know, when people would look at the title, do you quantum think? And it's like, oh, am I quantum thinking right now? Because when you're quantum thinking, you're you're in an awakened awareness state. But the Mm -hmm. thing I wanted to point to that you said is that every time you look at it and you read it, and it's really about the intent of my work is that you connect to your these principles that are part of the wisdom within each one of us. We're connected Mm -hmm. to infinite wisdom, infinite intelligence. And so what I did in quantum think, and that's why I call it a system of thinking, 21 principles and practices, I call them distinctions and recreations recreated in in your life, in your Mm -hmm. awareness, that, you, you know, they're not, as you know, they're, they're practices for the mind and awareness. So they just happen in the course of, of life. But, the idea is that I put it all together so that we could access it the way that you do. And to be, to tell you the truth, Alan and I also read my book. And it's almost as if, you know, it isn't almost, but it's like it doesn't matter that it came through me, you know, as the vehicle to get this down. It's right. that I need it too. So what you said, Rochelle, that... Every time you read it, you get something else from it. And that's the idea of it, because we're always in a different state Mm -hmm. in our lives. We're always in a different phase. We're doing something different. We're living at a new level of insight. And so the idea is when you look at, when you're reading it, you're actually connecting to that within you. And you'll see oh, something it. new, and that's it's, really the idea of it. That is so, I mean, it's so true. And listen, I really was not exaggerating with regards. If you could see my book, I mean, I've got, I've got, um, I went to a trade show a while ago, a few years ago, and they handed out these little sticky things where you can, they're like little tabs, but they stick out in different colors. 
and you can like put them on the page and however, anyways, visually, if you saw my book, I have all these little sticky tabs, orange ones, yellow ones, blue ones, green ones, <laughs> like um, and they all are, and I'm so anal retentive, they all are color coded, uh, corded, you know, coordinated with a specific thought or specific aspect in the book. It's, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. It's just, a, but every time I open the book, I, um, you know, there's something, it, it's always the right message that I need to hear that I may have thought before I may have, may have read it before. But at that point in time, there was something else that was speaking to me, but it's always the message I need to hear for that or read for that moment in time. And I love the way it's written, the little, the distinctions and the little, the little quirkism and the quotes and all of that. It's, it's a, an amazing, it's an amazing, um, cool, really cool book that really changed the way I think and really helping me to understand what quantum thinking is all about. And so I want to just have you share with the listeners what's the difference between how we ordinarily think and how we've been thinking forever and quantum thinking? Well, what we don't realize that I call my great revelation is that we actually, it's a universe of systems, and you know, without getting too technical, we think according to the let's say, predominant beliefs, ideas, assumptions of the era that we're in, the, you know, the time period that we're in, and what we believe to be true about the nature of reality, how it works, what we're capable of, what's not, what's possible, what's not. And so to say it very simply, we're in a quantum age and we have a much expanded knowledge. And there's a lot of other things going on now, too, where, you know, we're all aware that many more people are becoming uh, more awakened, more spiritually interested, more, um, you know, wanting to get in touch with their purpose, wanting to get in touch with their connection to the whole of life. So... We're in a quantum age, but we're still very much, as a human culture, under the influence of the industrial age worldview that I lovingly called the old, old worldview that was, you know, had to do with the beliefs of that started in the 17th century, because where do we get our beliefs? And it's not like we're saying it, uh, but it's like, it's in the background of our culture. It's like silent assumptions in the background. For example, and this is really how you would say it, when you're thinking ordinary thinking that we've all been conditioned to, okay, so we all go back and forth because some of us, you know, we go into quantum thoughts, we go into spiritual thoughts, we go into, you know, tuning in to subtle energy, and we all go in and out of this. And again, why I made quantum think it came through me to make it a system so that we could think from from the principles, from the new foundation. That's the difference between ordinary thinking and quantum thinking is that we're thinking from these principles. They're integrated in us rather than, you know, flip-flopping back and forth. So what are the uh, one of the big big differences is that in the 
industrial age, and just think of what it gave rise to, machines, you know, the physical. And it was also an age of genius as, you know, life evolves and humanity evolves and it's unbelievable right now, you know, that makes it possible for you to have a podcast. But what, (laughs) what, right? I mean, thank you, right? We're so grateful to be able to be connected this way. But we're still very much, when I say at the effect, in the 17th century, the scientists declared only physical matter is real. And so even though they were spiritual, it was sort of like, you know, spirituality is on the side, or as we got more into the modern era, we would call holistic, you know, healing alternative, right? Right. Why do we call it alternative? Alternative. Because we're brought up in a, in a, uh, thinking system that's oriented, focused around the one dimension of the physical. And, you know, when you think about it, even I, I feel about prejudice and things like this, we look separate, we look different, you know, we look separate from the earth, so what did people do? You know, trash the earth, not realizing, hey, that's mother, <laughs> we're giving us our right. life. <laughs> So all these things, so when I say, what's the difference between quantum thinking and ordinary thinking, these are the differences, is that old worldview thinking, you're thinking from looking in the circumstances. You know, what Wayne Dyer used to call the seeing is believing. Right. Where when you're quantum thinking, you're not even thinking from believing, you're even going past that. You're thinking from the quantum principle that nothing is fixed and solid. Everything is energy in flux and formed by intelligence. And that we've been given the divine gift as human beings as being a focal point where when we focus our attention, our energy, our intent, we literally bring reality into manifestation. So this is where you're not stuck with, well, that's just the way it is. You know how people used to say, oh, there'll always be war. There'll always be people dying of hunger. Oh, that's just the way my husband is. He'll never change. Or that's just the way I am. I'll never change. My mother told me I was like that when I was five years old. So (laughs) this is the difference. Is that we're not li- we're living from infinite possibility. We're not living from the fixed circumstances based in the past, even though they're valid, and we have evidence. But we're not now stuck me, with it. Let me ask you this with regards to that, because I know in the book um, you talk about you know living in a in an observe, observer created reality. And that really piqued my curiosity and, you know, of course, and I, I was already into it, but I, I reread that chapter again just because I wanted to grasp exactly if I was, you know, really getting the concept of what that really was or if I was thinking it was something that it, and it was something completely different. Can you share with the listeners, because since we're talking about, you know, the overall view or the more concrete seeing is believing versus knowing that um, there's more beyond that, can you share with the listeners exactly um, what a, an observer-created reality is? What is 
that and why yes, is that you are, so important? You're so tuned in. That's why I love your show. You always <laughs> ask. You hone right in, Rochelle. And because, the reason I'm saying that, okay, quantum thinks is a system of 20, I call it 21 plus 1, because the last one, number 22, is living fully dimensionally where it all comes together. But mm-hmm. the, it's all together anyway, because each one is whole and it's all part of the system simultaneously. But observer-created reality is the second principle, the first one being holistic and holographic. You know, we live in, yeah. whole, in whole, all interconnected. But this this principle, observer-created reality, I'll, I'm going to say what it is in a moment, but I just want to preface it by saying I've always thought this is the core principle of the quantum thing system, and it's actually the core principle of the quantum insights from quantum science. Now, quantum think is not about science. It's about how the discoveries of science shape the way we think and how when we have these insights available to us, we can shape our own thinking and our own results. So, observer-created reality, right? Is that, so it's not, I like what you said before. (laughs) I tried to write it entertaining. I did write it, I think, entertaining. Let me say say that more definitively. Yes, you did. Because I like entertaining. I don't want to be bored and I don't want anyone else. I used to have my husband read to me when I was writing it. He'd read the manuscript. And if I sort of fell asleep or went, you know, too mental or something, I would think, okay, edit that out. Anyway, getting back to observer-creative reality. So this is one of the big, big leaps from the old, it's called scientific materialism because it was around matter, and quantum science is that the, from the, okay, we used to, let's just say this, let's say you're a scientist, you're looking out at the universe and you're trying to figure out, okay, what is that out there? As if there was some kind of objective, you know, truth about the way something is. Well, the leap is that the quantum physicists made the discovery, what they call the observer effect, that when they were trying to figure out what was this particle of energy under the telescope, you know, under the microscope, that the instrument of observation was shaping what they were looking at. So they could never get, it's called the uncertainty principle, they could never get an exact, this is absolute, this is the way it is. Because everything is interconnected. So when you said, I say, well, what's the instrument of observations for people? Is, or as I say it very simply, what you bring is what you get. So when you look at another person or you look at yourself or you look at a situation, let's say your money situation or you're going on a job interview or whatever it is, you're taking a test in college, is that the conclusions that you don't real that you may not be aware of that you're living with about that situation, that you're bringing that to your observation. 
So the observer effect, or as I call it, observer-created reality, what you bring to your observation of another person, of your financial situation, I'm just naming things that we think about, Mm -hmm. is shaping what results you will get. For example, if you are in a tenuous financial situation, I'm bringing that up because a lot of people are, (laughs) right? No matter how much or how little, even people who are very affluent, they're worried about it too. You know, you see the stock market going up and down if you're in that or the the financial system is changing. We should talk about that, too, you know, about the energies of the time so that we can understand it. But getting want to focus on the observer effect. If you have concerns about your financial situation and you have in your own energy field, your own personal resonance, these are you know, interchangeable terms, like what you're emanating, what you hold in your awareness, this is creating your resonant field because we're vibrational beings. We know that. Everything is vibrational. Right. So what you hold in mind, and by mind I mean what we hold in awareness on a, in a habitual way, that becomes our personal resonance. And, you know, it's always the good, the bad, the ugly, and the sublime. It's not like we're having all negative thoughts and we're not having all positive right. thoughts. So it's let me mix. ask you, let me, let me say if it, you know, if it, just listeners, if you are always criticizing someone, guess what? You're bringing that to your awareness. So, people are going to criticize you because that's the energy that you're bringing in. On the flip side, if you're always being loving and kind to people, you're going to receive loving and kindness from others because that's in your energy field and that's what you're observing, that's what you're creating, that's what you're seeing in others. So is that, for the listeners' sake, is that, what creating an observer reality is about. Yes, it is. That's exactly. But I want to just say something very important about the difference between quantum, what you just said, quantum thinking, mm-hmm. and um, what I'll call, I, as I say, lovingly call old world thinking. And we're not trading yeah. in one for another because one of the quantum think, uh, co- you know, principles is that we live in a both and world. So we're, right. we, we're good at ordinary logic, at rationale, at looking at the circumstances, making analysis. We need that too. So we're not trading it in and saying, oh, the old world is no good. No, we're saying it's an expansion. So what you just said, because that is what you bring to what you get, is what you get. The difference is it's not cause and effect. And this is very important, Rochelle, because if we think, oh, well, if I'm nice to him, uh, then he'll be nice to me, that's right. like a manipulation. That's not what we're talking about. And we're talking about intent. So when one of the very important principles is that we exist in fields, and this is why the observer effect 
actually, this is how it functions. Because we're not separate like, you know, a mechanical press on this and that moves. You know, have this thought and that happens to the, you know, you're not manipulating another person. You're realizing that you're interconnected, what you brought up. So, and it's a field. Now, the fields are invisible, so I call them relational fields. So we're not, you know, we have, as again, we haven't been brought up to think from that we are in fields together, but we experience it. You walk into a room of happy people before you even meet them or they say a word, you can feel the energy or you walk into, right, an Mm -hmm. office space where everyone is uptight and you can feel that. Feel that, right, yes, you can. So that's it. So we're in the experience, but the difference is when you're quantum thinking, you just Distinguish it, I call it, it's one of the principles, the art of distinguishing it, a new worldview of learning where you bring it into your awareness in such a way that it shifts your, your relationship to it, past, present, and future. So when I say it's not cause and effect, it's a field effect because when you create, you could create an intent. And for me, I make a distinction between intent and intention. Intent being an activation of the energy field or, you know, the field, resonance, the the quality of feeling of the field, and intention being the measurable future outcome, outcome. okay? Mm -hmm. So ideal, let's say, intent is the central dynamic that we've been divinely bestowed with to be able to create. So when you're talking about what you said about another person, that you can have an intent for the relational field. Not just my intent is that if I'm nice to him, he's going to be nice to me. Right. See? that mm-hmm. It's a subtle difference, but it's so, very so, different. So I guess if I'm nice to him, um, he's going to be nice to me would be a classic example of an intention, Right. Exactly, because it's a more, well, it's not that it's bad. I mean, it's good, right. you know. Right, 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 but, right. But if you have, that's exactly right, because you're you're trying to get to an outcome. Now, in the, it's a, in the future, it's a good outcome. But here's the, what I could say, the magical quality of, of <laughs> the nature of reality, of the quantum reality, which is, you know, <laughs> that's why they, the scientists, they call it, you know, quirky and enigma. Nobody really understands it because we never have thought this way before. But the, the magical right. quality of it is that you can shift a relational field without even being physically present. And that sounds like, what is she talking about, (laughs) right? Right. Or like, this is la-la land, but it actually isn't. And in, you know, in quantum, quantum land, they call it, you know, things can move backward and forward through time. But because we exist in fields, it's like whatever you're holding within yourself, whether it's in the form of a belief, which is a a negative conclusion about someone, 
right? Right. That's what's creating the field. But if you can see that that's not the absolute way that it is, I don't have to be stuck with that negative belief. No matter what that person has ever, you know, whatever has been transacted with us in the past, you don't have to be stuck with it. You can shift in an instant, and you don't even have to be present with that person. You can shift it. When you shift within yourself, your connection to that person instantly shifts with it. Now, this is... Okay, I want to... Okay, oh, my gosh, I just... Oh, um, so... This is this is great because I want to interject or have you. This I think is a great part, a point for us to talk about something that I think we all fall into. That I think would help solidify or bring um, the observer created reality into more manifestation for people like it did for me. And it's the simple little thing. It's not simple, but it is very deeply rooted and grounded which are the least action pathways. And because you're saying we're talking about being rooted in something, can you please, please share with the listeners what least action pathways are and how they affect or can have an effect on our fields with regards to our observer-created reality? Absolutely. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> now, you know, these things, what you said at the beginning of the show, Rochelle, and you said, you know, you can listen to this show and you can leave here like in a transformed, right? Like mm-hmm. having it, that's our intent, right? We want ourselves and everybody to be in bliss, living bliss. I mean, we're yeah. not kidding about this, right? Yeah, I no. love uh-uh. that you named your show that. And that's really our intent. So it's ongoing. You know, it's like a soul, S-O-U-L. It's an ongoing intent. So this is observer of creative reality, and it's they're all related. So you're asking about least action pathway. Yeah. Observer of creative reality, that's principle number two. I call them distinctions and thinking. So distinction yeah. number two. Distinction number three is infinite possibility that we live in every moment there is an infinite number of ways that reality can land let's say (laughs) that something can manifest now um, it's like I like to use in this least action pathway so we could say well what gets in the way of thinking from infinite possibility are our least action pathways. And it's a hyphenated Mm. word, least action pathways. And I borrowed this term from science to put a, a label on these automatic thoughts and even emotions that it's the way the energy or the thought goes simply because it's been that route before. It's the least consciously aware action. It's mm. the most mechanical action. So when you think of, and we all have them, right? It's yes. like, 
automatically, you know, I mean, all I have to say to my husband is a politician's name, and he'll go right into his, you know, whatever <laughs> his action pathway. <laughs> Let's not even mention the names, but you get what I'm saying. Because, yes. or we have them about ourselves. There are least action pathways of the culture. For example, in our current culture, and, uh, you know, I say blame it on the old worldview. It was called classical mechanical worldview from the 17th century. That it was like, in many ways, we became automatic and mechanical too. And I don't, I'm not insulting us. I'm giving us a reason for why we have these automaticities. Now, so least action pathway, the important part about, oh, I was going to give the example that everyone could, so you can follow it because it's uh, in the public. There are cultural least action pathways. For example, our mainstream media. Yeah. The least action pathway of the ma- mainstream media is to report on, or not, e- they don't even report, they just talk about it. I couldn't call it reporting the facts exactly, but to, to tell the story of what is wrong, went wrong, or will go wrong. Yeah. Right? And that's why, you know, the other side is, why can't we have some positive news? Or positive news doesn't sell because, you know, in that industry, they think they're c- c- completely conditioning and keeping that least action pathway in uh, in reality. They're keeping it in place, you know, saying, oh, positive news doesn't sell. Okay. So I call it the murder and accident report. <laughs> right? <laughs> On the right. local news. It's the right. murder and exactly. accident report. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? Anyway, so let's just say, and I'm not making them wrong, I'm just saying least action pathway of a culture. Now, we have family least action pathways. We have our own least action pathways. And the the most important thing, and I think that's what you're talking about when you wanted me to bring this up, is that when you notice a least action pathway, a thought that you have, maybe you can give us an example from your own life, uh, that it's a thought that you have that's an automatic thought that when you're quantum thinking, you realize that thought is A, not the absolute truth, B, you don't have to believe it, and C, you don't have to identify with it in any way. As we say, let it fly by. What is it? I have, I have one, especially that we can relate to um, in California. So when you're in traffic and you're driving and someone just pops in front of you and they're going slower than, the, it, they're going slower than you, or it, let me start over. You're in traffic and you're driving and someone jumps in front of you and is going slower than you are when they could have just stayed in their, the, the lane they were in. They were in a slower lane, they jump in a faster lane, but they're still going really slow. Sometimes people tend to think, they did that on purpose. Why did they <laughs> jump in my lane? 
when they know I'm trying to get you know, all this traffic and I've got places to go, and they just jump in the lane and they're going slow. Why would you do that? Why would you get over and jump in? Okay, so you see how it's just like working up. Like why? So they take it personal. I've seen it. I've seen it. They take it personal. And a lot of times they don't even realize that they're reacting to a situation that really has nothing to do with them. But because in some context they feel like they've been violated or some some something right. you don't even need an explanation yeah it's just, just they have that it. thought it's automatic right. why does person jump in front of you they, you know like they did it intentionally that would be i, I i'm just saying that because that happens a lot in traffic in california and it's just like chill you know chill like, exactly now here's the like, thing why are you doing this right uh, yeah. right exactly now the <laughs> beauty of it is you don't have to give it any meaning that we have these thoughts the important thing is i call it sometimes the one two three step or how to free yourself from negative thoughts forever it's not like they're not going to come in. And by the way, I didn't talk yet about the mind field that we all share, that I say most of these thoughts aren't even ours. It, in right. fact, how do we know this? Like I, It's like this. Make a dis- And here's the practice that will free you from these least action pathways. Make a distinction between a thought that you originate with choice, right, by choice, right. and yes. a thought that we say just visits. Because the fact is, we'll never know why did we have that thought. You know, that's the old worldview analysis. Why did we have it? Oh, because, you know, my sister used to say. It doesn't matter when you're quantum thinking. The important thing is that in the now moment, that you are giving yourself an experience of life that you desire. So when I say that thought probably isn't yours, well, why do I, how, how can you say that? It enters, it, it entered into your mind field or what I call to lighten it up, the thoughtosphere, right? It's surrounding mm-hmm. us. That thought came in. We don't know where or how it got there. It's, that part is irrelevant. The part that is relevant is that we can choose how we're related to that thought. So when you relate to that thought, as I say, make a distinction between a thought you originated and a thought that just came in a least action pathway. Then you have choice because you're aware, oh, that's just a least action pathway. Uh, What's my intent right now? Oh, my intent is just to, you know, Enjoy this ride for however fast or slow it is. Send that person, you know, blessings or energy or love or whatever you want to do because we do exist in fields. And just, as you say, chill and move on. You know, my what I want right now in this moment in this car is like not to let that thought take you away. See, from your this is where yeah. you have choice in an awakened state. And when you have a set of distinctions, that's what it does, is you're awakening. That's why I say, like, when you read Do You Quantum Think, or now I have a, a video uh, master class, Master Your Mind, Master Your Life, which I'm, you know, totally hot on and really loving. It's Quantum Think Applied. But anyway, whatever the work of that I do, 
It's for you to, for all of us, as I said, I need it too, to get in a higher state of awareness so that we have choice. Because if you're in a least action pathway, you're not actually a choice. It's like the thought, you know, you latched on. I like the way my husband says it, Alan, my business <laughs> partner, and as I said, everything in life, we're partners. He says, you know, a bird flies by. Now, we live along the uh, the ocean uh-huh. in basically Miami Beach, Florida, and and so a lot of pelicans here, and they're big, right? Right. <laughs> so he's saying, let it fly by, let that thought fly by like a bird past your window. He he says it like this: you don't hop on the back of every bird that flies by. <laughs> and he says it that way because the pelicans are huge. <laughs> you literally right. you could hop on the back, but you know I like to use that too. You know, so the graphic image. You know, don't hop on that pelican called your negative thought or your least action pathway or your belief or your judgment about that person, that's not giving you the experience of life you want in this moment. And it's that simple. It's, I call, the one, two, three step. Become aware when you have the least action pathway thought. Number two, realize you don't have to identify or own it in any way. It's not the truth. It's not absolute for all time. And number three, use the power of choice in creating your intent. What's my intent right now? You know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I love it. Oh, my God. I said, I mean, that is is just so profound because so many of us um, have these thoughts. And like you said, they're mechanicalistic. We don't even do anything. It's like you know, our heart beating, they just come and it's, and then you're wrapped up and it's like, oh my gosh. But when you take the moment and you're in awareness, you're observing and that, you know, observer created reality, um, it's very interesting when you start to notice that, oh, hey, I'm in a loose second pathway. Let me change that because I want to open myself up to infinite possibilities, right? So, and it makes, it just it just makes things so much better. So I love um, that. But oh my gosh, Diane, we're we're getting so close to our time. And I want you to share. Um, I really do want you to share the information um, with regards to the five natural faculties of the mind, because I think that that will help the listeners even more. I mean, you guys, she's giving you nuggets of gold. Some, People who pay thousands of dollars to therapists to just get a fraction of what she's been sharing with with us today. But I want Diane, I want you to share with us the five natural faculties of the mind because I think that will help put a more fine tuned picture for the listeners with regards to our discussion, our conversation today. Great. And what Quantum Think does is actually it it's a mastery practice because as i say you know what do you have an intent for mastery in this life well if you don't you can create that right now and what's the alternative mediocrity you know so <laughs> i want that i right i you know on a campaign for mastery because that's how you live a blissful life now so what are we mastering well we're mastering 
the five natural faculties of mind that we didn't we don't learn or we haven't yet I'm creating that educational system is changing and that we will be teaching this because this is a part of the holistic <clears throat> beings that we are so when you think about a physical based reality the old world view where the old institutions were born under the thinking of uh only matter is real what do we study in school we taught about the brain we're taught maybe the psychology you know analysis we're taught about possibly the brain connections that's of course becoming much more popular now but we're not taught the five natural faculties of mind yet in some schools. Hopefully we are. You're in California. It's advanced, so <laughs> maybe there. <laughs> but, you know, we're in, I'm holding that it's coming about now. And what are the five natural faculties of mind? Intent the, creates. Intent is the active dynamic of creation, what we've been talking about. Intuition. Intuition, let me just say the five first, and I'll just say a little bit about each one because I know we have a time thing. Intent, intuition, subtle energy, resonance, and meditation. So intent, the, uh, intent creates. Intuition connects. Now, what are we connecting to? What has, there's actually, you know, a reason, a scientific reason now why intuition works, and I consider it so important right now to master our intuitive faculty because we're in this accelerating pace of change, you know, with complexity and choice, infinite choice, accelerating pace, systems and structures undergoing uh, massive transformation and change, and that's astrological, which if we had a minute at the end, we could talk, I could talk about a little, but the idea is that as, you know, why do we need it? Because we want to connect to the information that we need immediately. We we don't have time to go through the ordinary logic like let's look step by step, by step by step. You know, when I, I use it when I go shopping, connect to my intuitive faculty, okay, which aisle should I be going down to find the perfect dress? And I'm not kidding, and I really right. do. And people, you know, understand that. That's why I use that example, but it's real for me. And in many other ways, and intuition just starts to sort of attract to you. It's a very interesting thing to, to uh, master your intuitive faculty. The third one, subtle energy. Um, Subtle energy is what we feel. So subtle energy enables us to sense what's right. Because when you can when you know that you connect to that subtle energy field that I referred to that we we exist in fields. And everything has an energetic emanation. So, you know, what you choose, I mean, a lot of people use it like the idea when you go into a grocery store and you're picking up, you know, what fruits you want to even pick, energetically what you're connecting to. 
So that enables us, there's another word I use for it. Wait a minute. I think I wrote this down, but I, don't, I forget. <laughs> I, I, did, I wrote this down as a note, but why can't I remember my own work? Sometimes I can't. But anyway, subtle energy is the third one. The fourth one, resonance. Resonance manifests because it's called sympathetic, you know, some people call the law of attraction being popular many years. I don't actually use that terminology in my work, but it's a similar thing because it's a, it's a, a sympathetic frequency that attracts and that literally does create and manifest eventually in the physical. Now, we can make instantaneous shifts in relational fields because it's not yet in the physical. The physical is denser, slow, slow, slow moving energy. It's still energy, but we're, you know, we're vibrating at a place where unless you're a real master, you can't just put your hand through a wall, you know, or as they say, don't step out in front of a bus because that's the physical. But where do we have a lot of power is in the subtle energy realm. So resonance, we can literally shift our resonance. We can raise our energy frequency. We can be vibrating in the higher states, like the higher emotions of love, compassion, kindness, joy, mm. bliss. And we don't have to stay stuck in the denser energy states of jealousy, judgment, fear, you know, all that. And how do we do it? Because we know we can. We do it with our what? Dynamic of creation intent. All these five faculties are related to each other. The mm. fifth one, meditation. Now, meditation strengthens. That's the word I use for it. Love meditation, it. I consider a natural faculty of mind. It's actually our natural state. And that's why when we go in nature or when we look at a newborn baby or, you know, anything that connects us, when we look at the beautiful moon, you know, on a full moon night, because that's connecting us in to that natural meditative state in quantum thing system I call, there's a couple of things on meditation in there, but it's the zero point state, which mm. is that place where our, you know, energy is almost at rest. It's that restful state. It's that place of silence within. Now, if you're creating consciously using the faculty of intent or tuning in with your intuition to the non-local infinite mind field where you can pick up any kind of information you want when you get good at that, if you're tuning in energetically, any of these things, the quieter that you are within yourself, there's no static. It's like getting rid of static. It's like four bars up on your cell phone of your being instead of one or two. What is it? It's a stronger connection. That's why I say met the faculty of meditation, that state of awareness within us, that strengthens us. 
because, and that's why when you actually, you know, have a formal practice of meditation, it doesn't even have to be that. Just sit down and be quiet. Look at the sky for five minutes. That literally shifts your state. Oh my Those are the five faculties. They all work together. And the meditative faculty, that ability to get rid of the static, the least action pathways, that's a little static, right? The mm-hmm. denser negative you know, the denser negative thoughts, the denser lower based energies of emotion, you don't have to be stuck with it. You can transmit it. You can take it to a higher state. I love it. I love it. So there, you guys, it's intent, intuition, subtle energy, resonance, and meditation. And those are the five faculties that we should be focusing on with regards to helping us to do better, be better, live better, but actually helping us to stay in our state of bliss so that we can have better thought processes and better relationships and money and really discover our purpose and tie all of this together. And so we are at the end of our show, which I really hate because I have so much more to ask Diane, but I want to make sure you guys understand if anything we said has piqued your curiosity or anything we've chatted about, anything that Diane has shared with us, and even if you're just curious, I suggest you pick up her book, Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World. Because, like I said, from now on, after listening to the show, your life is not going to be the same. You're going to start thinking. You're going to start hearing. You're going to be more aware and possibly aware of your least action pathway. So um, it's very, very highly recommended to get her book. So, Diane, yes, can you please share with the listeners um, how they can get more of you? Yes, and you know what? I love that you're sharing my book, Do You Quantum Think? But I also, by the way, I just looked at my note. It was subtle energy, tunes in. I couldn't think of that word. (laughs) Uh, but I'm like you. I had to go back. And, what was it? I mean, that happens. Okay. That happens. Yeah, you know, I know. So you know? I want to share. Uh, I want to share the URL to my master class, oh, which is that I what I've been working on the last few years, and it's now out, and you can get lesson one for free. And it's on this website. It's Diane Collins, and Diane has two N's, D-I-A-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S.com forward slash masterclass. And that will bring you to the landing page for the video masterclass. And it's 28 videos. Don't let that scare you. And it's basically me, (laughs) and there's some PDFs that go with it, but it's Quantum Think Applied. So naturally, I want everyone to read my book. But if you, you know, people, if you love video or if you just like listening, you don't necessarily have to watch, you can listen to it. And it's mastering, it's each four themes, mastering the five natural faculties of mind, what we just talked about is the first seven, seven lessons. 
The second seven is mastering high-quality relationships, all about relationships, things that are not in my book, a mystical uh, seven levels of relating that will help you with every relationship you have. The third theme is mastering a conscious relationship with money, one of my favorites, because we have so many least action pathways around money. And there are seven lessons around that. And the fourth theme is mastering living your purpose. So important right now for every single one of us to connect to our purpose, whether we're getting, you know, paid, remunerated in, you know, money for it or or just, you know, maybe we're not working, but we're still always living our purpose. And when you can distinguish what you're here uniquely to be and express, that will give you the greatest joy. I mean, you'll be living a blissed oh, out life. So I love my and and the first in the first lesson which I've opened up for free on that diancollins.com forward slash masterclass. The first lesson which is free at the end it's called Creative Quantum Mind Shift. It will distinguish. You know, what we've been talking about, old worldview, new worldview, but the end of it, it gives you, again, how to free yourself from negative thoughts. And so that's free, and, you know, whether, I just want everyone to have it. So, anyway, thank thank you you for letting me share that, and thank you so much, Rochelle. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that gift. You guys, you know... If you pay attention to the world we live in today, as we kind of talked about earlier at the very beginning of the show, everything is negative because, quote-unquote, positive doesn't sell. So it's, it's, it's kind of no wonder why we have a lot of negative thoughts that go through our mind on a daily basis. And as I said, the only thing you can really control are your thoughts. And when you learn how to quantum think and you begin to utilize five faculties of the mind, then you're, you put, it puts you really back in control of, of filtering the negative stuff out. It's, it's a no wonder that, you know, with all the negative stuff that we see in here that we have this come about. And so Diane is sharing this beautiful free gift with us to open us up and to help us not fall into the, mm, I like to say, little sneaky, tricky behavior of our least action pathways and really be in a more observer-created reality so that we can actually step into our purpose and create and live the life of our dreams. So thank you so much, Diane, for that gift and the wisdom you bestowed upon all of us today. And it's always a pleasure to talk with you. It's just, you know, I can go on and on and on, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Rachel. We're blissed out now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I am. I am too. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you do and and for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for what you do and what you share with us. It just helps us to elevate to a a higher level um, that I think sometimes we may think is beyond our capacity until we encounter someone like you and know that it is a possibility especially when you know that there are infinite possibilities available to us. So I love that. So anyways, um, thank you so much, Diane. And I want to thank our sponsors, blissfullivingforyou.com at blissfulliving, 
the number four in the letter U.com, as well as All Day Cable, Inc. at All Day Cable, I-N-C, dot com. And um, as always, to you listeners, please feel free to share the show with everyone you know, love, care about, you want um, to just share this beautiful wisdom with. We will greatly appreciate it. Also, I want to thank you for being a part of today's show and listening to the show because without you, it's not possible. Start one with one seedling at a time and we can build a forest with beautiful positivity and, and wonderful quantum thinking that can elevate our whole humanity here on earth. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I want to say I'm wishing you all peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. This is Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. And until next time, be healthy, well, and wise. Take good care, everyone, and goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.